Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Murdo. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take your shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. I think I left my conscience in the sixth dimension. <laughs> okay, you're over there drinking health juices, aren't you? I am drinking one of my concoctions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you for sticking to the juicing. It's been like three weeks now. Not even. It's been more than that. Like maybe like five weeks, six. Oh, okay. So you were already on your kick when you told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been good though. You know, You're it's a new thing every week. It's two new things we're targeting. This week it's the lungs and uh some antioxidants. It's fun. Is this is this like the only way you're consuming vegetables right now? No. I have vegetables like cooked as well, but some days I don't have to because you already <laughs> had it. it. Exactly. It's not the only way, though. I try to, like, still have it in there. But is juicing an expensive ha- expensive thing? Because that's what I hear, like, the buying all the produce and the fruit. And yes, because it's a weekly thing. You should probably expect to spend, like, $100 oh, a week. On just the juice products? A week, yeah. But maybe it's $100. Actually, it's $100 for me because it's more like... I'm making the juice, but it's for two. So, I mean, technically, yeah. So, if you were doing one, one person, person, yeah, I was going to say, if it was one person, it could 60 be maybe a 50, week. 60. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. But, um, and some people, they, they juice by the glass, and I, I like to just do it ahead. So, that's another thing as well. Like, you can be a little yeah, more. Yeah, I would probably want to prep it, too, because ain't nobody's got time to be doing that every fucking day. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. on that note, Excuse me. How you doing, bud? Welcome back <laughs> to the show. Welcome back. You know, we're good. I'm good over here, man. We're really in July. I kept saying, wow, I can't believe it's June 1st. I don't know why I'm stuck in June, but. No, it's July now, girl. It's July. And I can finally announce my big announcements i'm just Uh-oh. gonna announce it right now because this will go out after i've given notice oh. <laughs> i am moving yeah Woo! i'm moving She's to los moving angeles on. everyone wow louder for the people in louder, the back louder louder los angeles los angeles yeah I'm finally following all of my L.A. friends out there. I am one of the last, but one of the strongest voices for the Western migration. Yes. How do you feel about that? I feel extremely excited. Also very nervous because this is like probably the biggest thing I've ever done in my life as an adult, you know, like on my own. 
I didn't move into the place that I live in now on my own. My dad moved me in here, bought my furniture, paid my, you know, daddy's little girl, right? Yeah. Set you off right, though. Yeah, right. No, he stabilized your ass. He did. You know what I mean? So he made it so that I could immediately move into a place instead of having to save that first and last or whatever it is. Uh, Lovely. But now, you know, I am doing this shit pretty much on my own. My sister and my mom are supporting me, and they're probably going to end up helping out in some capacity financially. But for the most part, this is a me thing. And there is a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, my place looks crazy because I'm just, like, getting rid of everything, getting rid of clothes. Well, I got rid of a lot of my clothes already, but, like, packing stuff deciding what's going to go into storage what's right. actually important and deciding what's important that needs to be there right now is also very hard because i feel like all my shit is important and i want it all there right now but it's really not it's like girl take them summer clothes and be gone okay right, right. and some of the things that you probably think are important when you revisit it later you're gonna be like i don't need this shit right I know that's what's going to happen with them coats that I'm putting in storage. But something about just giving away those coats right now just feels It feels crazy, crazy huh? Yeah, it does. It does. Well, listen, does. I have I have a couple coats in the closet back in New York that does not fit anymore. Like, I officially, I truly have no coats. Okay. I am. <laughs> I am truly the, the a californian at this point all the coat there's no true coat like it's all shackets and not shackets <laughs> light <laughs> fucking shackets bitch right like just i got a shacket light. too i'm ready i'm uh, the shacket is in the bring pile you know because i was like this seems like an appropriate look exactly yeah and i got a jean jacket in the bring it's and all a about the it's all about the the light jackets and the heavy cable knit sweaters like mm-hmm. sweater mm-hmm. coats whatever whatever <laughs> makes sense but then it, but it, it gets to that point when it's like oh let's go to aspen and you're like i don't have a coat now you got to get a coat for the, yeah, for the you know? travel, the one time you go to Aspen. Right. Well, I'm excited for those new challenges. I am <laughs> so excited for you, friend. Thank you. This is huge. This is huge for you. This is huge for us as a, for uh, our show. Yeah. I mean, guys, like seriously, the what do content? y'all want to see from us? Comment yeah. below because it's really only up from here. I think it's time for us to take our talents to YouTube. I really do. The talents are coming to YouTube. And also, you know, we're looking for sponsors. We're We're looking for that revenue. Bring it on. We're looking for the monetization yeah. of our content. Yeah. Eligible for commission. You know what I mean? That's the vibe. So we've given you so much because we wanted to you know you have absolutely hundreds of episodes and just enjoy that because they won't be available for long you know no, like that's so true <laughs> at some point we do need to like archive the content i feel like you can't access like those early episodes of the read anymore okay. like i wonder if you can i should look into that like they have also are a show that probably has like you know probably at this point they probably got like 500 episodes something crazy like that I feel like you cannot a- access those early SoundCloud episodes no more. Mm. Worth and, a try. And you know what I mean? P- 
perspectives change. Who knows what we were talking about 200 episodes ago? Probably some fucking bullshit. Probably, <laughs> but also you'll be so you'd be surprised to know that I found that other content creators tend to go back and realize that the things they talked about were timeless and they actually yeah. repurpose it and use it again for other, you know, things. So, you really Let me know. let me ask y'all this. Would y'all buy our content on Patreon because a lot of the the girlies are on Patreon and they're putting their shit behind the paywall and you niggas are paying for that shit. I think Patreon you can determine how much I guess it's like OnlyFans like you can determine yeah. how much your subscribers have to pay. Right. But you might have to see these titties on Patreon, honestly. Right. Like, whatever, whatever it is, I want it to be so seamless. Like, give us Apple Pay, so it's just a click. Like, cause yeah, I know those little things that just kind of like putting in your people. card information. It's too much. Not everybody knows their card information. No, by heart. No. I only Not know everyone. one card. Yeah, me too. I keep that one on me. Hold it tight. Yeah, but honestly, that's I need to I need to let it go. I need to release the grip because. <laughs> <laughs> I got that shit in a chokehold right now. I'm dead. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just really excited for the next chapter and to spend some time with my community. You know, this will be the first time that I've lived in the same city with friends from college since college, which is 10 years. So, yeah, that's really that's really just exciting for me. And and um. Yeah, Pittsburgh, it's been real. You know what? Pittsburgh will always have a place in my heart. Of course. I'm not just going to leave Pittsburgh and be like, fuck, fuck Pittsburgh forever because I have a lot of good memories here. But it's it's time for me to fucking get out of here. It's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've never been a Pittsburgher for real. I've never believed that about myself. So mm-hmm. You had me while you had me. I hope that I left an imprint and now I'm out of here, baby. You out of here. You did. You did. I mean, you ran the city, basically. Yeah, I mean, the family legacy is intact. Right. Upon my departure. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Icebreaker. Yeah. So if you could live in a fictional world, which one would it be and why? I mean, first thing that came to mind is Harry Potter. I feel like I would love to be a witch or just like have some fucking powers that are supernatural, you know? Uh, 100%. I would definitely like to live there. I would even work at the school, you know what I mean? I could be a professor, teacher, whatever, but I think I would just want to live in the magical world and just like have kids and have a life and just, you know, stir my tea with a spoon that I'm not stirring. You know what I mean? Like, love that. I don't have to be doing big spells and saving the world and stuff. I just want to have like regular everyday convenient magic at my fingertips. You know, it's funny you say that because that's really where I'm at too. I'm at the same place. Like give me some mysticism you know like the first thing i even thought of was the school for good and evil that like movie that oh came yeah out last year. yeah put me on the good side and then like also just filled with you know nothing but just happiness positivity not being impacted by that evil shit and also yeah. having all the powers like that yeah i, I feel that Thank i you. feel that i think that 
magic will always triumph. Right. Like that's the people be like, what superpower do you want? I don't, if I can fly, but I don't have any other powers, like who gives a fuck that I can fly. Right. At that point, flying is like a party trick. I need to be able to like, create money or something like i need to be able to like really do some with these powers like flying is really anticlimactic to me i can get in an airplane and do that i could be i could get parasail do that yo ass is up there for 45 fucking minutes right for a moment i did think of game of thrones but then it's also like i don't want to be fighting like that like i don't really want to be or in poverty yeah you're either a royal (laughs) or you're in poverty there's no middle class i would obviously be a royal if i was like yeah true that side but like literally but but then you are at the risk of being assassinated or something right exactly you what about what about bridgerton like just that kind of royals that might be fun yeah, I could do that. Like, I mean, I have I've, no problem with the arranged marriage situation. Like, facts. Just because, you know. Get it over with. Get it, get her done. Uh, as long as the arrangement is not one like our girl, Lady Danbury, then. Where that I'm ugly straight. nigga was fucking raping her every night. Oh, my God. Ugh. He looked like like, a fucking wax figure. Right. I was like, damn, she had the worst hand out. Well, it turned out to be the best shit. Right. That's crazy. (laughs) Nah, I definitely could. I could do something like old patriarchy, you know, old Europe. Mm -hmm. Only if I am somehow a royal as a black person. Even if they are low-key racist. No, I don't want them to be racist. I want it to be a nice colorblind fan- fantasy <laughs> world. Like, they live in Bridgerton. <laughs> where, right. uh, what's the name? Uh, what's the original uh, fine nigga from Bridgerton? Like him. Mm. Yeah. From season one? I forget yeah. his name. But yeah, too, they, but I know who they didn't care about. that he was black. They, like, they liked him, no matter right. what. Right. That's the type, yeah. I'm weak. <laughs> okay that was cute you yeah. know a little fantasy world right and getting into some more cuteness for the sign up we are still in gemini season yes today we are going to play a little game called the gemini storyteller knowing what we know about gemini's make up a story on the spot incorporating various elements of Gemini characteristics. We could like set it up where you'll be given a random prompt or set of Gemini related keywords and you have one minute to think of a story before starting. Okay. So for example, some Gemini qualities, they're an air sign. It's the symbol of twins, you know, which represents their duality. Um, The communication and how they're known for like excellent communication, creativity. These are me throwing out all these keywords at you. Are they known for excellent communication? I forgot that. Yeah. (laughs) You can challenge that statement, but this is what this is what it's saying. Mm -hmm. So with that, it would be on you to make a story with from that information. And my story, my story can be like, this is the tale of Sophia, the Gemini. Like it can just be made up. Yes. It could be right. Exactly. 
whatever story you want to tell. Am I supposed to use those qualities or I'm just supposed to like tell the story through that lens? Like I don't have to say like Sophia is yeah, airy, yeah. like can, an air You sign. don't have to. Yeah. Right. You don't have to okay. do that. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. A scenario with my character. Who yes. Is okay. So I'll give you 60 seconds okay. to think about it. Okay. Oh. Looks like that's time. Okay. Oh, that was a quick minute. I think I'm ready. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So my dog, Sophia, the Gemini, she is... A boss babe, you know what I mean? She's very commanding in her in- industry, and sometimes this makes it hard for her to date men, right? Because they're a little intimidated by her place in society or whatever. So, Sophia's been dating this guy who is a Pisces, and you know, initially it was going well and it was cool, and he was kind of like very artsy fartsy and she was into that you know she was into the creativity and things and um they were just like vibing you know kind of I don't want to say like fully on a surface level but yeah on a surface level and so you know our bae whose name is Timmy um Timmy finally got under Sophia's skin You know what I mean? They were in her penthouse apartment and he made a joke about about her and her attitude towards one of her her staff members. And Sophia was not having that. I mean, she flipped on a dime. She really gave some nasty attitude to Timmy that he had never seen before, you know, because to this point she had been sweet, cuddly, you know what I mean? Very much a lady, very much, you know, a feminine, meek person. And then she turned into a fiery dragon and, you know, cussed him out for filth, dragged him, said he didn't have a good job, that he really wasn't doing shit in life and you know, really cut deep, cut below the belt. And then after, you know, she cut deep, she went radio silent. You know what I mean? She went into her room, closed the door and didn't want to discuss anymore. Didn't give Timmy a chance to explain. Didn't give Timmy a chance for redemption. And, you know, he ended up leaving the place. So some time, some days goes by She's still really kind of pissed off. She's not reaching out. Um, And then finally, she does. She reaches out to Timmy. And she just, instead of apologizing about the situation, she just changes the subject. She changes the subject. And he doesn't really press her much on it, even though he's still kind of wondering what the fuck happened. But she just changed the subject and then they resumed their uh, relationship. And this would become, you know, the first of many vicious cycles that they will go on. Wow. End scene. End scene. Damn. That's, yeah. 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 That's the way that one goes. That's the way that cookie crumbles. Okay. So you have to do the same for me. 
Okay, so now I give you some. So wait, I, what do I give you? You can give me, you know, whatever you want to give me related to Gemini's, and then I'll create okay. something from that. Okay. Yeah. So for that, I obviously combated the uh, excellent communicators narrative because I don't really believe that that is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's so much that goes into play with that. Like your Mercury placement is really the planet that speaks to how you communicate. So if that maybe is not in Gemini, maybe that's what, you know, is lacking because when you think about the Gemini sun and how they give hor- uh, horoscopes and things, it's very general. But mm. if you throw in that Mercury piece, then you'll really know what type what, of communication what, they Yeah, are. yeah. That's how true. they really talking. That's true. Okay, I think your Gemini is pretty funny. You know, they're funny. They're outgoing. And they're... A little bit on the nosy side, but like kind of low key dozy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it's giving. Huh. Mm. Damn, I only huh. got I only got two sentences out of that. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. You gonna have to go off the top of the dome, baby. Ooh, okay, so this is the story of Ian, a major playboy and a social butterfly. Fine too, you know, chocolate skin, Ooh. six Ooh. eight, chiseled, but like I said, major playboy. So right now he's dating four different girls, and he has them spread across the week. So on Sunday is Tiffany. Tuesday we have Lisa. Right. Uh, and then on Thursday we have, uh. Katie and right I feel like you know Katie was in the mix and then right. he leaves then Friday open for the he for the streets Friday open for the streets exactly thank you for that that alley-oop uh yeah. so yeah you know he's definitely the kind of dude who's very charming very funny loves to make the ladies laugh that's why they're attracted to him and in this particular time he's going out with Katie to a sex party and they okay, get to this they get to the sex party with the intention to look around see what's what not really partake in anything as they're there they bump into damn why well, i forget the other girls names they bump into lisa and lisa yeah at the party she was tuesday i forget who sunday was right lisa at the party in the acts with some other nigga okay live display so you know of course like ian's first reaction is what the fuck he's lisa is that you he's been seeing lisa consistently every week you know on you know you know who i'm picturing lisa as gabrielle union you know what I mean? <laughs> right. For some reason, I have her in mind because, you know, Gabrielle Union seemed like a sweet girl, but then she would really be in the sex Turn club. It up. Like, yeah, Turning it up. Real. Okay. So, that's who- so, you know, him being nosy, he walks on over to get close up on. He wants not letting Katie know. That he knows her. Yes. He brings Katie to the mix 
to sit there and watch because remember their plan is to go in and watch so he's sitting there watching and now Lisa you know she's still in the throes of passion she ain't really like doesn't even notice that Ian is there yet and then suddenly like they lock eyes and Ian makes this smirk and Lisa she continues like doesn't skip a beat anything and you know like Ian he's obviously in his mind having all these questions he needs to find out more like how does she even get into this so you know he just starts going to extreme lengths to find out how she got into this life right you know this is something that you know they didn't talk about in the yeah time together, i mean so. he's only been seeing her on tuesday so so yes yes so you know him being curious he you know next time sex party's done they meet um on tuesday and now he's snooping in her phone like looking at certain things trying to like find you know looking for answers um and you know, Lisa sees that and was like, how about you ask me instead of avoiding to have the conversation with me to begin with? And, you know, then snooping through my phone like a maniac. Right. Exactly. Trying to remain calm and cool. But really, you were thrown off by this. So really, he was able to not be seen by her at the party obviously no they locked eyes oh they locked eyes and she didn't skip a beat like oh right know, that didn't phase her yeah. yeah and they didn't even interact during that time because he was out with katie anyway yeah 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 um, mm. and he didn't want katie to see him sweat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes it, it was a lot ian ian buddy i hope you learned a lesson from this experience you ain't the only one out here. Yeah, you? <laughs> you are not. You're really not. You. It's really giving dime a dozen energy. Um, <laughs> anybody can get it. Anybody can be out here. That's right. kind of what. It, that's what I'm feeling right now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Oh my gosh, I felt myself getting lost in the story. Shout out to yeah, that's because you be reading erotica. You know, you be getting wrapped up in these stories. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of erotica, I saw our friend, uh, I guess I'll say her name, Joss, in Tanzania reading an erotic novel at the bar by herself in Tanzania. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, this gives Nightcap a new meaning. I'm like, okay. I am weak. Oh, man. She going to go back to the room and show her man what she learned. Right. You better. You better do your thing. While we're just sitting talking about this uh, Radica slash sex clubs and all the things, have you ever like done a sex act or like masturbated in a dream before? I've definitely had like that kind of dream. It's been a while though, but yeah. I literally masturbated in a dream recently with a vibrator and I swear I could feel it when I woke up. Because like you probably it, were masturbating in your sleep. No, but I was, I don't use my hands. I use mm. a vibrator usually. It could have just been I think the, the mind was just pumping yeah. to my clit during my dream. I'm dead. The mind pumping to the clit. It's possible. It's possible. I, I don't think it's impossible. Um. Wow. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shout out to the Gemini's. You know, my Gemini moon is connecting with your Gemini sun. And right. Right. We're just rotating through life together. Right. It's Happy about birthday, to be. Yo. It's really cancer season, though. It really is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cancers, we see yeah. y'all. <laughs> wow, that was real rich. A whole segment, huh? Yeah, shout out to the cancers. <laughs> <laughs> we will see y'all next time. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be the first episode of Cancer Season, but that's, that's quite all right. Shout out to the Cancers and happy birthday to my friend Mariah. Yeah, I, I really didn't want to leave June alone. Like what? Yeah, you did it. It's that's funny. It's that's been cancer crazy. season for some days. Yeah. Yeah. I and it's also crazy that I let you go all the way through this, but I felt like, you know, how could we have corrected that? Course corrected that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just let it just let it happen. Now it's time for nosy new All right, first of all, I don't care how much fucking time has passed. We're going to talk about this submarine. we going to talk about this motherfucking <laughs> submarine, okay? Because I'm still shocked. I yeah. am dismayed, child. Mm-hmm. I am just... And then there's this, like, thing on TikTok where it's like... It's a voiceover of Ice Spice, and it's like, everybody's calling me a one-hit wonder, da-da-da. So what? Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a two-hit wonder? Like, they're talking right. about the fact that, like, ty- there's another crash at Titanic. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Crazy. horrible. Right. Um, yeah, so for anyone that's been living under a rock and didn't hear about this story, there were five rich niggas who went down in the titan in a not titanic in a uh submarine submersible if you will um to visit and look at the titanic for themselves and this is twelve thousand feet under the ocean this is you know the burj khalifa and the eiffel tower and the empire state all stacked on top of each other below mm-hmm. water Three miles, which so funny. I also saw another creator saying, like, if you would have asked me a week ago how deep the ocean was, I would have said 15,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Literally had no idea that shit was only three miles deep. That feels like a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. right. Doesn't it seem like it would be more miles than that? Yeah. 1,200 yeah. feet. Like, I don't know. But anyway, it's it's a lot. It's still a lot of water in that motherfucker. And that shit is heavy. And water has weight. And all the things inside the water have weight also. And that shit will press down on you and kill you. Mm-hmm. So basically, we on up here on the surface just spent, you know, 96 hours of our life wondering what happened to the shit mm-hmm. underwater. Meanwhile, it was exploded within an hour of it going down there. So this could have really been wrapped up like, you know what I mean? We could have we really just skip to these five people are dead and they went down and how they died was they went down here and tried to see the titanic but we didn't that's not the experience we had okay we would spend 96 hours in turmoil 
wondering what happened where the people they have 24 hours left what they doing in there how they shitting in this in the submarine are they fucking in the submarine like is it a giant circle jerk because this is the last time you're ever gonna bust a nut like right what's the air quality like because they running out of fucking oxygen yeah and they (laughs) (laughs) but the question still remains if you are in a five man submersible mm-hmm. on the off chance that this ever happens to you and you are just you know tangled up in some fishing line as they tried to say before are you what are you doing in the tank while the out while the oxygen is running out what are you doing in there horrible so torturous but the but really the implosion happened within an hour yeah, hour and a half. How did they know that? Because that's when they lost communication. Oh. So that is when they're saying it just. Yeah. And that's also when the Navy heard like some boom in their underwater mics. Like they had heard the shit explode, but like didn't really bring it up at first. What? So. Do they see any of the parts? Like, what? yeah, girl, they recovered the parts, everything. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And they, they, what they said happened is that the the in the I guess the interior shell or some shell of the thing was made with carbon fiber, and I'm pretty sure carbon fiber is what like our cars are made out of, which is like hard but still plastic at the end of the day it's actually like weak ass plastic yeah right so i guess it takes nothing to bend that shit you know yeah right i think car i think that's carbon fiber i don't really know what material carbon fiber is but it's like not something that should be going underwater basically and they're saying that the shit like cracked early on but the sensor that's supposed to alert them when the carbon fiber is compromised did potentially did not alert them Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's insane. But also, like, other people from the quote-unquote submarine community, like James Cameron, director of Titanic, he's been down to the Titanic 33 times. Obviously, he's still alive, so he's done it a lot very successfully. He was like, I would never get in something that was made out of carbon fiber. To, you, he was like, you need something really strong like titanium. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that seems like a baseline. Like, don't go underwater in a plastic bottle. Like, damn, that's crazy. I mean, they were. That was some of the footage, too, about like how they were just doing this fucking um, off the shelf materials. Right. For this submarine. Um they so was at Dick's Sporting Goods in Best oh Buy getting gosh. supplies. Ah, uh, what a crazy way to die, huh? Like, yeah, seriously. Oh my goodness! So when that happened, the death was instant. Right, it should have been instant. No, I definitely saw a clip initially where they were saying that because you know there was a 19-year-old aboard, one of the sons of the of the guy. Yeah, yeah, and he was. At first, they were trying to say he didn't want to be down there. But then his mom came out with a statement and said he really wanted to go. Like, she was supposed to be the one that went. But her son really, really wanted to go. And since it was, like, Father's Day or whatever, like, 
yeah the son went and stuff so now mm. she's just here feeling you know feeling her awful. own regret yeah her own mm. regret for letting him go down there which is i'm sure torturous mm. yeah that's horrible yeah, and they had been like they they had been critiqued by the submarine industry as well, like saying that this just doing this kind of touristy type of thing was just not a good thing. It should be it should be viewed for exploration as opposed to you know, capitalism and tourism. Yeah, that is just it's a lot. It's definitely one of those unsettling things. Crazy world. Crazy world we live in. Just when you think you've heard it, you've heard it all. Something You else haven't happens. even heard a little bit, right? So crazy. You haven't even heard a little bit. In in similar news, they are today, I believe Titanic is available on Netflix. Uh cuz they going to get this bag. Um Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On is is charting it's actually (laughs) (laughs) it's broken through the top 100 once again we were talking about this movie at work (laughs) in relation to the submarine and i was just talking about you know that part with jack and rose in the water is always you know funny like low-key funny and then one of the girls was like this is a real story like no No, it's not you feel awful like titanic is a real thing i'm like yeah but i i mean not jack and rose Rose, though though. yeah like no actually i see you jack i I see i see first I saw in an interview James Cameron saying that he based like Jack and Rose being on that wooden board on um, a a person, a real life person who had survived by doing that. And it was like a either a Latino man or an Asian man. But either way, he had like basically on his knees and like like a dog kind of position where you're on your knees and holding your arms out straight. He was he was balancing on the board and was able to stay like that, like until the rescue boats came or whatever. Mm. And, um, that's what he based like Rose and, and Jack on or whatever. But I don't know if y'all knew this either. Like James Cameron has, and will always make Titanic money because actually he had done some kind of, some kind of, documentary or some kind of like special for national geographic where he had actors trying to see if there was a scientific way that Jack and Rose could have stayed alive on that, on that board. So he's doing science experiments based on a fictional story. That's how obsessed people are with that movie. Like, He has been getting the fucking bag for Titanic for a long ass time. That's that's what you got to do when you have a good idea. You just got to hold on tight to that shit and keep repurposing it. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally keep things out of it. Like yeah, literally. Now he's gonna be a submarine expert. He probably getting paid for all these appearances he been doing talking about that shit. Right. Woo, child, white people. Uh, okay. BT Awards. The BET Awards actually like look kind of fun. And someone was reminding me about how when we were when we were younger and the BET Awards had really just came out like in the early 2000s. We used to like 
plan the night around yeah. watching the it BET Awards. Yeah. And I, I literally prime time. Like. Yeah, literally prime time. And there's one imp- one performance in particular that has that has been burned into my brain, etched into my core memories. B2K's performance. Oh, yeah. The I Need a Girlfriend remix. Yep, I literally just went there. Yep. Ooh, 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 ooh. That yes. shit had me. I need a girlfriend. I need a yeah. girlfriend. Oh my gosh. I need a girlfriend. Yeah. That performance is iconic, truly. Like. I had my sister doing that choreography in the room, like really trying to learn that shit. Right. What a what a time to be alive. But the bees anyway, the BT Awards happened this year and you know, it was once again, uh, you know, where all the black stars were and it was a ghetto mess. They had um <laughs> Krishan Rock pregnant belly out twerking you know with the girl that sings i'm out of town thugging with my round oh like my gucci bang my booty up around Krishan, popping that puss you know sexy red popping that puss oh yeah it was just a hot mess jt and uh uzi got to fight in in the front row <laughs> she threw her cell phone squared his head which made me feel like domestic violence is probably happening in the household between the two of them like she's beating his ass i feel that um she threw she threw her phone her big ass phone like butt first like at his head like (laughs) threw that shit and it was recorded on camera um and he chased after her and was super apologetic and you know whatever so they're just tumultuous per usual a really sweet moment was um offset and quavo they got back together to perform um they performed Bad and Bougie, but before that, um, they performed from Quavo and Takeoff's new song, The Takeoff Verse. And this this verse had gone viral before Takeoff died yeah, because Quavo, that. him and Quavo were doing some kind of like live recording of it. And Quavo was doing this dance while Takeoff was rapping. That was just so funny. Everybody was reenacting the dance, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, on, on TikTok. And um, Offset and Quavo did the dance, you know, while Takeoff was rapping the verse. It was really sweet. It was just, like, super sweet. And I just felt like... I was emotional about it. You know, it just seemed like Mm -hmm. a really nice moment and something for the culture for real. Because again, like BET awards is a place for these kind of iconic moments in pop culture. And so with there having been so much like discourse around if Quavo and offset were friends, if they were beefing, you know, what's going to happen to Migos, blah, blah, blah. Like I thought that this was just a really nice moment of them just like coming together for takeoff and honoring him. And like, it was really cute. And I really wanted them to, when they perform bad and bougie, I wanted them to play the clip of takeoff being like who got left off bad and bougie. (laughs) I thought that would have been really cute to like play at the end because he's obviously with them in spirit, but Mm -hmm. they didn't do that. They did not have my idea. So they needed me there to give them that idea. Sadly, they didn't have me there, but, um, (laughs) yeah, the BET words were good. And then, um, 
anything else of note happened at the BET Awards? The performances were pretty good, like Lotto and um, all the little new agey girls. And then there were some like uh, tributes to hip hop. You know, they had um, Chief Keef rap on there, which I thought was really fun because he like was very impactful back in the mid 2000s, 2009, 10 era. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. Uh, in political news, um, uh, things are really not going to plan <laughs> for Biden, I think. Uh, yeah. between loan forgiveness being de- denied, um, he said he's gonna try to fight that. Um, affirmative action being struck down. Mm. For college admission, so you know, I'm pretty sure we went to Syracuse because of affirmative action. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that? Do you think that? Oh yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I was admitted to a program specifically for niggas. Yeah, (laughs) right, niggas and anybody of color. So yeah, that's definitely an affirmative action vibe. That's crazy. Mm, no affirmative action but how does this i was thinking about that somebody somebody else who went to a pwi said that they were also admitted for something specifically for like african-american blah 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 or they or that's why they got money to go to the school mm-hmm. um i just don't really know what this means for the future generations of college going students are they just gonna be like nope you're black like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess or I, I has guess it has is so hard to really say. I'm like, I don't even want to give them any type of credit or benefit of the doubt, but like, you know, has it been implemented in the school system for so long that now it's, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, like they're still going to want to maybe to yeah, be, have schools, a more diverse palette, but no, I don't schools, think so. I feel like will still want to meet some sort of diversity quota like even regardless of this but then again you know schools like alabama Mm -hmm. you know or like all those like sec southern schools and shit like that like they probably were this was twisting their arm to admit this many niggas Mm -hmm. so now they can just gradually ease back the number of accepted over like a five to ten year period Wow. And then we're back to segregation. They, you know, I, that's really what I was thinking is that, you know, they take a fraction of an inch step forward and then 1,000 steps back. Like, it's right. just, there is All, no. And these two rulings are on the heels of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Women literally having to go through hell to get the reproductive rights that they deserve. Yeah. Women being banned from having abortions in their home states. And, you know, we don't even know how many unwanted pregnancies are out there right now because of this ruling. Like, right. Everything is going wrong, I would Mm -hmm. say, like like pretty much everything. There's a war going on in Russia that could they could attack us at any minute. Mm -hmm. 
you know there's shit there don't we have drama with china about the tiktok shit and like stealing mm. our information like yeah they're just everyone's enemy everything um, is going wrong everyone's <laughs> everything's going to shit uh yeah and then I, I i saw you know i heard that uh joe biden just looks hopeless well they said then i saw a headline and i i didn't read the whole article i i'll admit but i heard that joe biden sleeps with a the headline was joe biden has to use a machine when he sleeps and i'm thinking like they're finding any reason to kind of like make him look bad you know the media will like the slanted media will do that but just to print a headline like that like this nigga can't even have sleep apnea in peace you know what i mean like what are they talking about he's on a machine when he sleeps like is that nigga charging at night because he's a robot what the fuck like no he's on a sleep apnea machine probably because he snores real bad well sleep apnea is really bad i'm sure it doesn't it's not good for you at that old ass age that he is but either way it's just like he can't catch a break he just fell when was that about two three weeks ago he just fucking fell again doing something now they saying he needs to be plugged up when he goes to bed at night it's just like bro and he's still trying to talk about i will run again like if you don't sit your old rickety ass down and get barack back up here god damn it <laughs> oh my god yeah Speaking of Barack, he's just glowing. He's just loving his wife and minding his business, drinking his water. Right. And really to hell with it all. This must be his vibe right now. It took enough out of him. He doesn't want it. It did. Okay. I don't think he wants it again. Even if he could have it, I don't think he wants it again. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like our government trusts. And then I watched this um, Kiki Palmer interview with uh, Kamala Harris which was actually very cute and I had no idea that I was gonna grow up to be a Kiki Palmer stan but I definitely am now um but they were just talking about how there's so much distrust in the government that it's like how are we supposed to confidently vote and this and that when it's like all we see is like tragedy after tragedy and bullshit after bullshit and lie after lie like why did he tell us they they were gonna forgive our loans have us sign up for all this shit submit our applications all of us doing it in 25 seconds to try to get our loan our loans forgiven only for it to be a lie and for you not to even fully disclose that this still has to go through rounds and rounds of voting and this and that and it could be shot down yeah i don't feel like that was clearly communicated right initially that we still have a law it seemed like it was at the end of the road like yeah just one last step and then we're in like (laughs) obviously not not one last step yeah they have a lot of fucking steps it's crazy and it's crazy that he thinks that we're gonna all just start paying that shit again like we're not that's also crazy it's been three years why would we start paying it again (laughs) y'all could really really get a grip with that one you've been you've been saying this for years all it takes is one click and everything is deleted yeah i know there's no none of this is backed in gold none of this is you know what i mean this is literally numbers like it's all it's out here where where is it right they have to stop 
They have money. to stop the madness. Why do we care about money that was spent over 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying for 2009 right now. Be fucking for real. <laughs> I'm paying for freshman and sophomore year. Like, no, that shit is done. Mm. Fuck that meal plan. That shit is done, baby. All right. Um, almost done here. Surrogate season. These these mamas is having babies via surrogate. Naomi Campbell just dropped dropped a new track called A Baby Boy. I think she had a son. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy Teigen also had a baby via surrogate. And she and her surrogate were pregnant at the same time. Unexpectedly. She oh, wow. thought that she, after she had that, um, st- she had a baby uh, that was stillborn, I guess, like a, what was that, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she thought that she wouldn't be able to carry again. So they started like their surrogacy journey. And then she just like got pregnant, you know, oh, wow. naturally, miraculously. And her surrogate was also pregnant. Oh, so now she has two babies. Yeah. The babies are like, I guess, you know, a few months apart. That's really cute. When yeah. did they do? They had them already? No, they're they're here. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. great for her. Her baby is older, and now the second baby is here. just came. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm glad she, you know, was able to have that. I know that was a very tough time for her. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And just, like, science. You know what I mean? Like, science. It is just really a lot of science out here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last but not least, I'm wrapping up this segment with the woman who was getting beat up and then her son came in and shot the guy. Did you hear about that? No. So basically this woman was in like, I don't know where they were. I'm just going to say they were in like the fried chicken spot because that's kind of what it looked like in the video. And they were all waiting in line. And she got into it with this man and this man was like just really like very much giving disgruntled nigga. And then he swung on this woman and like punched her in her face was like beating her up like a man. And she called her young teenage son who was, I guess, out sitting out in the car and um the son came in and i don't really i'm not really sure on the story of what happened then like whether the son got into an altercation with the guy or like if the guy just continued going at the mom but either way i think that i want to say the guy went after the mom again and then the son shot him wow And I don't know if he killed him or not, but like the son definitely shot him in defense of his mom. And initially they were trying to lock up the mother and the son because the story that was told to police was that like, oh, the woman was antagonizing the situation. And then she had her hoodlum son come in and start shooting or whatever. But really, that's not what happened. Like she was fucking getting beat up and her son came to her rescue so they got released all the charges dropped everything like once Mm -hmm. they saw the video and saw what really happened um but niggas is really having to carry guns to defend themselves from like everyday civilians now i think that's the point that i was trying to get at like right that is crazy as hell yeah it's also interesting though that she called like called for her son when that was happening i mean i guess that's what you would do but i'm just thinking like the son is how old is the son is he young like a teen um yeah like i guess maybe between 17 and 19 i think okay i see i mean i get it i i get that you know you want to 
protect your mom and stuff. I, I just was wondering like why her first instinct was to like call her son to get in on that. Like, I don't know. Like just, yeah. it just sounds like putting your, your child at risk of, you know, Oh, whatever that guy is capable of. Right. But like, it makes me think like, did you call the son? Cause you knew the son had the Thule on him and would mm. be able to come out, which is cool. Like, I'm glad that that's what, you know, the case, what it was. Cause the other guy was like relentless and crazy, but yeah, just, it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And I, you know what? This is just me going going on a whole narrative now of the whole, like, family that I don't know anything about. But it reminds me of those instances where the where the son is treated like the husband or, like, the, the mom's man because she doesn't have a man. And, like, her eldest son is just, like, there to be the provider, you know, the man of the house, the protector, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. the son kind of gets that burden put on him of, like, protecting the mom and... And potentially the other siblings and stuff like that and so it made me think like when you just said that like I wonder if it's a situation like that which obviously is is a is a bigger thing that's systemic at that point you know what I mean the fact that the man is not in the household the father is not in the household and the son is having to step up to these like unrealistic like you know yeah whatever right it's all of that. It's all of that. You know it what is. I mean? It's it's definitely all that intertwined. So, mm-hmm. but I did, I was happy to hear that, you know, these black people weren't dragged to the court system. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't, she was assaulted. She was literally assaulted and whatever you have to do to defend yourself at that point, I feel like it's totally fair and valid and appropriate. And right. You know, that part I get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. There was another sto- another video I saw. I have no idea where or when this took place, but it was a um, a Latino couple. Woman was very pregnant, very pregnant, and she's getting into it with some guy who's trying to steal her car. Mm-hmm. and she's like standing on the sidewalk and he's like at the driver's seat basically her man is there too he's yelling at them the thief then approaches the couple and pistol whips the husband in the head and like trying to like basically stop him from whatever he's gonna do and then wow. get away when he turns when he pistol whips her man and turns to run away she pulls the shit out of her purse and shoots his ass mm-hmm and then her man gets up, gets himself together, and shoots his ass, too. Right. So it's kind of just like, you really got to be ready to shoot somebody. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't if know. If you go going to come for somebody, you got you to gotta be ready. But not even if you... But, but not even if you come for somebody, it's like you could just be at the gas station minding your business, and the next thing you know, your man is getting pistol whipped. Yeah. Totally at random. Right. So it's dangerous out here. I'm kind of feeling like first line of business, we need to really go to the shooting range and really do the gun safety class. I I don't like guns. I've I've been there. I've been to the the shooting range, but it's just, 
definitely one of those things where I feel like, yeah, I get it for safety, but I'm not a not a supporter or a fan of it. I feel the same way. I've never had a desire to really shoot or it's just too loud in the shooting range. It's too much. It's too much. Like yeah, it's like it. I can and... yeah. Yeah. Hearing that over and over as well is just like uh uh-uh. traumatizing. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> it is. Traumatizing, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have for nosy news. Stay safe out here, y'all. <laughs> two cents, a two cents, mm-hmm, two cents, a two cents. Let me hear you now. Okay, so we are going to get into some lesser-known fetishes today. I'm ready. No kink-shaming here. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer for all, you know? But, we don't um, kink-shame. Right, right. And we do one. look at them very curiously, but right, we will right. not We're, shame you. We're approaching this with an open mind, empathy, you know, like. We're we're here for it, but yeah. So here's one: vorarophilia. Vorarophilia. I think that's how you say it. So that's basically a fetish involving the desire to be consumed or to consume someone else, often in a fantasy. Uh, often in a fantasy context. So this fetish can manifest in various forms, such as fantasies, role-playing, or artwork. And it typically revolves around the idea of ingestion or being swallowed whole. So it's a fantasy of swallowing another person whole. Like like a whale. A whale swallows you. Yeah, basically. They're probably out there trying to get swallowed. I just saw some lady got swallowed not too long ago. How did that take place? By a whale. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like by someone else. I'm like. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, a whale got her As it relates to, you know, humans, this is only in a fantasy context. You know, there's like thoughts of it. Yeah, like how can you even kind of like play with that like just swallowing their fingers or something maybe deep throating yeah, i don't right i'm not what's even available sure how, to be deep throated right i'm definitely unsure of how that could be you know manifested in a physical form or maybe it's just it's literally just like talking about it you know what i mean like yeah. i just want to wrap my lips around your forehead and just gulp you in yeah, head Could very first. Well, be like that. Mm, I've never heard of that in my life. Vorerophilia. Vorerophilia. That's like in in the vortex. Right. Okay. Suck you whole. Wow. If y'all have any of these kinks, please share. We gonna we gotta hashtag these kinks. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. So the next one, ABDL. ABDL stands for... A biddle. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what it stands for. In addition to adult baby diaper lover. I've heard of this. I've heard of this. And and they be having Mondo-sized diapers that they, like, home make mm, wow. to fit adults. Yeah. yeah. Because, because it can't be, like... You know how they have like depends and stuff depends, like yeah. literally like it can't be like that. It has to be like a diaper where they From can the do baby. the sides. Yeah. Like fasten the sides like yeah. a baby for real. Right. Yeah. So with this, it's a fetish where individuals experience pleasure or comfort from acting like a baby or wearing diapers. This fetish involves role playing, wearing baby like clothing or engaging in caretaker dynamics. Yeah, this one I've definitely heard of and I've seen like, you know, on um, My Strange Addiction. Have you ever heard of that show on TLC? Yes. Yeah, where the bitches be eating cornstarch and shit like they have they've had this type of um story on there too and my whole thing now that i'm in therapy all i can think about with this one is just like child infant trauma childhood trauma like some there there is some link to this to your past trauma and that kind of makes it a little you know i don't know unnerving a bit because i just feel like it's definitely linked to something deeper but yeah um on surface level you know i get it who doesn't want to be carried around and nursed all day yeah yeah, there's definitely a challenge in trying to approach something from a very like neutral stance when you like want to give context about, to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or you start trying to like think about the deeper thing. You know, is it possible that someone could just really be wanting to have fun? It's so hard to like tell, right? Yeah, like, right. You can't help but ask, like, why? Why that though? But right. um, yeah, very interesting truly so the next is agomatophilia it's a fetish characterized by sexual attraction to statues mannequins dolls I feel like this one I may have heard of or seen you know I've seen I've heard of like inanimate objects but not like statues specifically so I guess this is just like a little more niche yeah people with this fetish may find pleasure in engaging with statuesque or doll-like figures either in person or through various media forms some of these statues be chiseled fine as hell, so <laughs> you're like, I understand. Okay, what if you had this what would be your type? The statues or like life size dolls or like what what's your vibe? It would probably be the life size doll because I know that I can probably Lay in have the a life size dick with it. So yeah, true. true I need true. the full like the statue. Meanwhile, I'm me. gonna be out in the world just like humping up against. I, I'm the going statues. statues. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going statues. Like in museums, trying to like rub my pussy up against like some marble. That <laughs> I, I know that's right. Yeah. So. Mechanophilia 
involves a sexual attraction to machines or mechanical objects. Individuals with this fetish may experience arousal from interacting with or engaging in sexual activities involving cars, bicycles, or other mechanical devices. I heard of this one too. Yes. I feel like a lot of niggas have this, honestly, the ones that are obsessed with their car. It's just like a milder version, you know what I mean? Like they're they might not really be trying to like fuck their car, but they love their car. Like they want it like they love it more than they love their their people around them sometimes. Right. Yeah. I know y'all niggas be trying to fuck the gear shift. Actually, there's porn out there of <coughs> of women fucking the gear shift for sure. I bet I bet there is. So I've seen and how it and how did and two eyes and honestly the work it takes to even get in that position. Go ahead, go off, sis. You doing all that to get over the console? Yeah. And then we have, (laughs) (laughs) and then we have a crotomophilia. Oh gosh. Now a crotomophilia is a fetish where individuals with, uh, there's a sexual attraction to individuals with amputated limbs or desire to become an amputee. It is essential to distinguish this fetish from genuine body integrity identity disorder a condition where individuals feel a deep desire to be an amputee so yeah this one is more of a sexual attraction to individuals with Mm. amputated limbs Mm. yeah who knew they was going up for the amputees out here boy honestly for me it just I always say that there is someone for everyone out here. Literally. I had no idea that they was going up like this. For you the don't have they to had a name for that shit alone. If you don't want to, you don't, you literally don't like you yeah. can be, somebody can be really out here humping your amputated limb. Right. Right. And loving every second of it. Mm-hmm. I would like to know where these, fetishes come from like how do they start yeah Yeah. how do they start and who's the who are the like 10 people that got together and was like oh we all feel like this so this must be (laughs) so let's put a name to it and everything like who names fetishes yeah it's it's very interesting Annoying too, because it's like, who told you? Like, this yeah, is what it's gonna be right. Like, yeah, what? right, 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 right. And the so, last one for our little learning corner. I thought today. that was the last one. Damn. Okay. <laughs> right. The last one is spectrophilia. This is this got to be something that has to do with eyes or seeing. Refers to a sexual attraction or interest in ghosts or spirits. Individuals with this fetish may claim to have sexual encounters or experiences with entities from the spirit world. I've heard of this. This is some bullshit. I'm sorry. This is the only one that I'm not really feeling because. Oh, my goodness. Girl, what? I've heard of this. And all the people that I've seen that talk to say they have this are nuttier than a fucking Snickers bar. Oh, my gosh. Not a Snickers bar. 
I'm not going for this one because you just you really just like spirit. I feel you. <laughs> spirit. Oh, caress me. Uh, it's like a George Washington. Is that you? It's uh, a mental. It's a mental. Yeah, it's a mental thing. Attraction, it seems. But yeah, that's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. Okay, who from the afterlife do you want to have a spiritual encounter with? Uh, can't really think about that. You know, that's not really anybody from history. Like who in the afterlife? There's no one in the afterlife I'd want to have anything with. Honestly, <laughs> not even Tupac. Not Tupac. Yeah, not even Tupac. <laughs> it sounds like you have thought about it. Like No, even. I haven't. I really haven't. I don't know who I'd want to get with either. Because all I'd be thinking about is like my grandma being there. Because it's like they're on the same plane. <laughs> and Grammy is not having that. Like, I'm dead. Like, hey, Tupac, I always wanted to get with you. <laughs> He'd be like, I was just sitting on your grandma porch the other day. I don't know if that's really appropriate. Right. No, but um, interesting, interesting fetishes. I want to hear more because I know that this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a there's a fetish that I've learned a little bit. Actually, I don't know if this is a fetish or is there a difference between a kink and a fetish? No, right? Not really. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So well, I somewhat because I feel like a fetish is more of like a full blown. You know, full-blown or just like you know just both of them are things that attract you right or turn you on we know that much so yeah i just recently learned about a fetish and or kink that is like puppy play where people dress up as like puppies or dogs and then they have like owners and then in their normal day-to-day life to signify this they wear a collar that like to us maybe just looks like a necklace, but really it's like the collar of their owner. And then they get into like these little puppy masks and like walk around on all fours and like are puppies. And it's called puppy play. Okay. That's a bustling community as well. Wow. And it's Anthrocon here in Pittsburgh this weekend. And if you guys don't know what Anthrocon is, that's the furries. The people who dress up like Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog and, you know, whatever. Teletubbies and I don't actually I don't know if Teletubby is a furry. I think more like, you know, ba- Crash Bandicoot. Remember mm-hmm. remember Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. Yeah, so that's also a sexual, that's got some sexual undertones as well. Like, it can be, it can be PG, but also it can be super sexual, and they be fucking in them suits and stuff, and, like, sweating inside the suits, and just really, (laughs) like, (laughs) really just, like, fucking each other in the suits, so. I'm dead. Yeah, shout out to the furries. They was lit last night in the city. They was really turning up outside. I was like, oh, yeah, y'all definitely about to be fucking somewhere. I'm weak. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Fuck for me. Because Lord Ooh. knows I'm not getting any. Yeah. So now it's time for horror stories. Uh. This 
story dates back several years, um, you know, to my young 20s when I was just living life and having a time meeting people and hooking Mm. up a hoe phase, perhaps. No, not really a hoe phase, but very much a dating phase. And I was dating this guy who lived in a fucking dorm somewhere because he had a job, but he was like living on campus and lived in a dorm. And I was like, I don't, I don't care about any of those things. I am liking this guy. I'm having fun. Like I was ignoring red flags left and right. Like one time he left me in his little dorm room apartment to go hang out with his, his friends when I had driven like 45 minutes to be there. Hmm. You know, that was a big red flag. But I felt like we had really good sexual chemistry. So I was just kind of in my sexual awakening phase, I guess. So I was really just there, you know, in part for that. And he also kind of pushed me to be like a little bit more like sexual than I had been before. Mm -hmm. And we would do things like, you know, like co-masturbate. Is that what that's called? When like you're masturbating and I'm masturbating at the same time, but we're just like looking at each other. I found that shit to be extremely erotic. Like that is kind of like very much a sexual experience. If you haven't tried that, you should like have your partner sit somewhere where they can like see you. And then y'all just watch each other masturbate while you're masturbating. That shit is next level. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would do things like that. And I was just like, oh my God, like, oh, like this is just so exciting blah 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 he would like eat my pussy really good like I was giving head you know and I'm y'all y'all know me like I'm a little I'm a picky about my head giving I was suck a dick (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I remember on this one like particular occasion and, and mind you I don't this has been years now I don't remember exactly how long we had been dating or whatever the case may be But um, he came to my house and I like either asked directly or gestured for him to like give me head. And he was like, I don't really want to. And I was just like, what? What do you mean? And he was just like, I just like he's kind of dancing around it. You know, he's dancing around it. And I'm and I'm only growing more irritable by this now because I'm just like what the fuck are you talking about like you've given me head plenty of times Mm -hmm. and he said you know in his most non empathetic way possible he's like you know the last time I gave you head there was like toilet paper balls like in your pussy like around the labia I guess somewhere (laughs) And that was like a huge turnoff for him. And he told me that like literally in the throes of passion. So now I am completely mortified. I am like basically crumbling in embarrassment at this point. Like the Mm -hmm. mood, the mood is totally blown. I'm so offended. Like everything is just off putting now. I think shortly after that, we stopped talking And that was just kind of like my final memory of this guy for like years and years. Right. So recently through a friend of a friend, this nigga re-entered into my life like very unexpectedly and wanted to meet up. So when we met up, I 
all I'm thinking about leading up to meeting up with this guy is the fact that he like embarrassed me in my own house in my own bed about my own pussy with this toilet paper shit like it's not like I had shit in my asshole it's like I literally wiped and then one of the little pieces of the wiping like stayed inside I feel like this is not like the worst possible issue that could be happening with one's pussy like I feel like there are far worse problems that could be happening down there than a little scott tissue so you think you think he should have still gave you head I think he should have had that experience and kept it to his fucking self and not said that like I'll never give you head again because you could potentially have another toilet paper ball down there like that to me is psychotic behavior you either eat that shit or you tell me about it and you move on but to just assume that from here on out I'm gonna have toilet paper balls in my pussy is like crazy to me Am I tripping? Like, I feel like that is a huge be to be like, I'm I'm simply not gonna give you head because this happened one time is yeah. just like that is weird to me. It's not crazy for you to think. I also know that in that age people are so immature sexually. So immature. Like and this is like we're talking be. about like a twenty two, twenty three year old guy, like please. Yeah, so you know, there's not you just starting to get in the groove of that so right so i'm giving him i'm giving him a little re-meeting him years later i'm giving him a few benefits of the doubt but at this point i want i want retribution you know what i mean i want a fucking apology for that trauma that you bestowed upon me that has lingered with me for seven years or however fucking long it's been so when i meet up with him you know i bring up the situation (laughs) I tell him, you know, I'm shocked that you've been wanting to connect with me because I remember being so horribly mortified by you. Da, 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 da. And initially he starts off, you know, right right off the bat, like, I, I'm sorry. You know, I was young. I was immature. That was just not cool. Da, 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 da. You know, and I'm really thinking like, wow, you know, it was true. Like he was just young at the time and he's grown up from that and like really feeling like this person has changed and grown. And right when I was about to be totally done with it all, he says, you know, but I'm just saying though, like what about using wipes? And that was the end of that. You know what I mean? That's, that was just that when you a double down, on your issue with the, to- <laughs> with the toilet paper balls. Yo. I want you. I need a gun. You know you what I mean? Yeah, like, I- you came in. You came in looking for retribution and he doubled, doubled down. Down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's my horror story. And that's also a a cautionary tale. Don't ever revisit these niggas from your past. Like, please. Yeah. Save yourself the time and energy. Like, Mm. for what? What are we revisiting? (laughs) It's crazy. Back down memory lane. (laughs) 
<laughs> I see the photograph. Such a happy, happy pass. Oh, look at that. I'm skipping all around the verse. Um, all right. Well, that's our show for today. You have any final thoughts, comments, reactions? No final thoughts, comments, or reactions. Um, that Y'all, that that was a horror story, you know. Yeah, horror story. Yeah, I um want to hear y'all's horror stories. Hit us in our email, podcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up on social media at Simia Podcast anywhere that social media applies. We're gonna be making content very soon i'm so excited i'm thinking you know at least by september we should be in a groove so i'm really excited for the future for sign me up podcast and i hope that y'all are all with us on this journey yes and i'm sydney poppins too cheeky bobby and that's another episode of sign me up podcast signing out